0: You are listening to Alter Echo, a scripture and message podcast with Pastors Andy Smith and Kim Kylo of St. John's Lutheran Church, ELCA, Lakeville, Minnesota. Thanks for joining us and worshiping with us.
1: Welcome back to the Alter Echo podcast, St. John's. This is uh, the sermon for Sunday, October 3rd of 2021. My goodness, September has flown by as it Always does somehow in true form, and as I look out my window here of my office at church, I see that the leaves are really beautifully in bloom and changing, and um, and we're really in this time of change, aren't we? As summer really fades away quickly into fall, and as we look to the month of October, there's still so many good things ahead and so much to look forward to and participate in. We hope that you'll join us and whatever way that feels um, good for you and comfortable and um, engaging. There's, There's a lot going on, and we are glad that you're part of it. The Bible readings for this Sunday are from Genesis chapter 3 and Philippians chapter 2. So let's start with Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other wild animal that the Lord God had made. It said to the woman, Did God say, You shall not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the middle of the garden, nor shall you touch it or you shall die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not die. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made loincloths for themselves. They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And the man said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, And I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. God said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the fruit of the tree which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, the woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me the fruit from the tree and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this that you have done? And the woman said, the serpent tricked me and I ate. Here ends the focus reading. And just briefly, our um, first reading is from Philippians chapter 2, starting with with verse 3, which reads, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look, not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bend, in heaven and on earth and under the sun, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Here ends the reading. Dear friends in Christ, grace to you and peace. I wonder, and I invite you to wonder with me today, what do you desire? What do you want What is it on this day, right here and right now, that you desire? You might be enjoying um, the sermon podcast with a cup of coffee in your hand early in the morning, or maybe not so early and you still need a little extra caffeine. Or you might be on your way to and from certain places and you just desire to get where you're going and be on to the next thing. What is it that you desire? If I asked you to choose between two things, say an apple and a donut, which one would you choose? What is it that you desire? Do you desire the choice that is labeled as healthier, good for you, full of nutrients and goodness? Or would you desire something sweet with sugar, something that makes you um feel good and happy because it's full of rich goodness and maybe a little extra fat? Do you desire the apple, the thing that we say is good for you? Or do you desire the donut, the thing that we call pleasure? What if I gave you two other objects? My iPhone 12 mini, which is, I think, still the newest model of the iPhone? Or what if I gave you my old slider flip phone? (laughs) The kind that I probably had back in college around the year, oh, I don't know, 2008, that the phone flipped open and you had a full keyboard that you could do two-thumb texting, and it was a big deal at the time. Are you content with an um, like a device that works really well and it holds a battery power really well and um, does what it needs to? Or do you find yourself um, caught up in the current of the newest and the best and eager, like many of us are, to trade in um, the older model for the newer model and the latest technology? What is it that you desire? Finally, what if I gave you the options of a, um, a an award, like a medal or a trophy, something that you earned or achieved based on your hard work or your skill or maybe even a little luck, or on the other hand, um, a tool of some kind, maybe a wrench or A screwdriver or something that you could use to build or create? Would you choose uh, the medal or the trophy? Something that has to do with competition or um, winning or defeating your opponent? Or would you choose the object that helps us to construct something, to build up or to create? What is it that you desire? When we turn to our Genesis reading for today, it might be tempting for us to think that desire in itself is a bad thing, because it is desire, after all, that prompted Eve to listen to the serpent and his tempting frame, way of framing the fruit on that tree. But I don't think that desire in itself is a bad thing, right? Right? We can choose to do what is good. We can certainly choose um, the, the option that is good or healthy or creative for us. But just as easily, we can desire what is not good for us. We can desire to do something that is not healthy or helpful or constructive. We can desire to do the bad thing. But as Brian McLaren points out in this book we've been using so far this fall, We Make the Road by Walking, McLaren points out that it is what we desire that can get us into trouble. Not simply that we desire something, but what it is that we desire or what kind of desire we have that can get us into trouble. McLaren goes on to point out that God's generous desires are to create, to bless, to help, to serve, to care for, to save, or to enjoy. All of those things sound good and life-giving and healthy and productive and alive. (laughs) But we can choose those things. And sometimes, maybe oftentimes, we do choose those, um, those godly things, those generous things that God has for us, but just as easily, or perhaps even more easy, it is for us to choose the other kind of desire, right? What um, McLaren would call selfish desires, fearful desires, envious human desires. And when we choose those kinds of desires, we can find ourselves quickly in trouble when we desire to compete rather than create, when we desire to impress rather than bless, when we desire to defeat rather than protect, when we desire to dominate rather than serve, and when we desire to exploit rather than respect. And McLaren goes on to say that when we choose those desires, as a result, we end up turning our neighbor first into a rival, and then into an enemy, and then into a victim. When our desires are not those of God's generous desires, it seems that there are um, some relational consequences that we have, that we come to bear, right? When we choose those more selfish, those fearful or envious desires, there is something that breaks apart, that falls apart in the face of those And that's, I think, exactly what we see in the conversation between God and Adam and Eve and the serpent. After they've eaten of the fruit of the tree, we see that the relationships start to break down and fall apart. Because as soon as God asks Adam first, what's happened? And if they've eaten the fruit that God put the boundary around and said, don't do it, don't eat it, their first instinct is to blame one another. Their first action, when they are afraid, and they are, is to start pointing the finger at someone else and avoiding responsibility for their own actions, their own choices for following those desires. After all, Adam turns to Eve and said, she made me do it, and Eve does the same thing and turns to the serpent and said, the serpent made me do it. <laughs> when we are afraid, when we have been selfish, when we have um, given in to those desires and made those choices, we tend to look for someone to blame and we tend to avoid responsibility for what we have chosen, for what we have done there is a story about heaven and hell that goes um, like this, or perhaps an analogy, that heaven and hell look shockingly similar at first glance. In both, there is one long table, just extremely long, that's full of food of every kind and flavor and cultural variety and ethnic background, There's food for everybody at both long, long, long tables in heaven and in hell. And there's people in every seat, full around both tables, a crowded sort of table. But the difference is this. In hell, the people are starving and they're crying and frustrated because attached to their hands are these long, long forks. So long that the people try to use these forks to pick up food off the table, but the forks are so long that they can't get any of the food to their own mouth. And so they are desperate and they are starving because they can't manage to feed themselves. But in heaven, gathered around a very similar table with very similar food, with just as crowded of a crowd of people, the people also have these long forks attached to their hands. But in heaven, the people have figured out that if they simply use these long forks to grab food, the forks reach perfectly to their neighbor who is across the table from them. And they can use the tools that they have not to feed themselves, but to feed each other. Is our desire for ourself? Is the desire that we have focused inward always on me, myself, and I, and what is best only for one? Or are our desires focused outward at my neighbor? And what is best for all of us in the garden? For what is best for all of us as the people of God here in this time and place? Focused on what is best for all of us as the people of God, past, present, and future in this place across oceans, past, present, and yet to come. If all our desires are focused on me and what I want right here and right now, then our desire is pointed in the wrong direction, much like our temptation to blame someone else when we are caught in making the wrong choice, in giving in to the wrong desires. But what would happen? I wonder, as people of faith, if we turned our desires in a different direction, to what is best not only for me, but to what is best for us together, to what not only I need to flourish and live well, but to what we need to flourish and live well. Because as soon as all those people around that giant buffet table at heaven realized that they could feed their neighbor quite easily, in fact, with these long, strange forks attached to their hands, they ended up getting their own needs met too. So it's not to say that We have to completely abandon ourselves in order to be people of faith, but that by looking to the desires of the group, of all of us, of our neighbor, perhaps our desires and our needs end up being met in the process as well and trusting that we are part of the community of faith whom God loves and wants to care for. So... What would it look like if we focused our desires in the direction, not of me, but in the direction of us? Don't we then end up having the kind of desires that McLaren talks about to create, to bless, to help, to serve, to care for and enjoy? I think that's precisely who we see in Jesus, who, as we hear in that reading from Philippians, looked not to his own interests, but to the needs of others who, though Jesus was literally God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited or bragged about, but took a humble form and became just like everyone else. This is who we see in Jesus, whose desires are, of course, perfect and flawless and selfless who we strive to model and emulate in Jesus, who instead of choosing for himself between the donut and the apple (laughs) might instead find out who's hungry and who could benefit from eating each one of those things. Jesus, who instead of choosing between the old phone and the new phone, the latest one might instead pick up whatever phone he has to call someone in need of compassion and listening and empathy. Jesus, who, instead of competing for the trophy to be the best, to be the most important or the most accomplished, would undoubtedly stop to help the one who fell down so that they could finish the race together. Who, Jesus, who would use this tool that we have or any tool at his disposal to build something helpful or needed for the sake of a neighbor in need. Let us look always to the desires of Jesus, who ultimately emptied himself completely on the cross to give life and light and hope not only to one person, but to all of God's people, including you and me and all of us. What is it that you desire, people of God? And how might your desires compel you today to follow in the way of Jesus and in the way of the cross? Amen.
0: And now God's word is alive in us again anew. And we get the blessing of being called to let it echo through us out into the world in which we live. Everyone, if you wish to give your offering now to support things like this podcast and the work and ministry of St. John's Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, I invite you to do that. Please go to our website at sjlcl.org. I'll repeat it, sjlcl.org. And up in the right-hand corner, you'll see a little button named Donate. Hit that button, and you can give your offering to God and for the work of God in the world through this church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Thank you in advance for the gifts and the offerings that you give. And now as we go on our way, we are sent with the blessing of peace, the benediction. Dear friends, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, till we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. God loves you, everyone. God be with you until next week.